to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. What smells so bad? It's strong, but you'll get used to it. Now here's your hosts, Nick Stevenson yeah, and buddy. Chris Clark. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Whatever time of day it is, wherever you may be listening in the world. Welcome to episode 12 of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. As always, I'm Nick Stevenson, and guess who's back in the motherfucking house? What's the damn deal, though? Christopher Clark is in the building. What it do, baby? Oh, living the dream, brother. Hey, man, it's been a minute. I know. Feels good. It's crazy. Glad to be back, man. Missed you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you checked out the last episode I did, but... I told people, if you think I don't sound as funny as I normally do, it's because I don't have my man Chris in the back laughing at all my punchlines. Um, but it's good to be back, man. I'm glad to be back here. Like I said, man, if I'm if I'm the straw that stirs the Kool-Aid, Chris Clark is the Kool-Aid, for sure. <laughs> so we were supposed to have a guest today, and unfortunately, Laurel called us up, let us know she wasn't feeling well. I'm positive she does not have the coronavirus. We're crossing hope, our fingers, but not. I'm let's pretty sure... Not. I, th- I think it's going to be okay. No, everybody don't be scared. We decided, all right, one of our most well-received episodes was the Wheel of Spirit. So Hell we said, yeah. let's bring that bad boy back. Hell yeah. Doesn't take much preparation for that. So I just wanted to say really quick, when I did the last uh, off script by myself, opened up and tried to show some vulnerability, be honest, and, and kind of let people know a little bit more about my story, I had two people reach out to tell me like just wow, man! Thank you. Yeah, everything you said, I, I needed to hear that. That's and incredible. You know, one person said, "I feel like you're a therapist. I should be paying <laughs> you for this." <laughs> and I said, "You know what? People do pay for this kind of advice. You know, yeah, so uh, if you're interested in advertising on the Smells Like Middle Age Spirit <laughs> podcast, we'll take that cha ching ching." <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, that's why we do this. Of course, the reason we sit here and do this is to try to connect with people. If any part of our story can help somebody else out. I mean, that's oh, yeah, that's the point, sure. man. So that is an awesome feeling every time that happens. Yeah. And it happens a few times. Uh, that makes me excited to get I mean, back the, here. The, the post that you made today about loving the love yourself challenge. Yeah. Like we had several people reach out and respond to that. And that yeah. was I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, life's tough and there's challenges that you see people going through and you may realize like, you know what? Everybody's different. Yeah, but of course. If there's any part of my story that can help them get through what they're going through, because it's never going to be the exact same. And yeah. that's why. I, I kind of refrain from telling people, oh, I know how you feel. Because you don't know how somebody feels. Of if course. you see somebody who's going through a divorce, how they feel about it could be Completely 100% different. different. Of yeah. course, yeah. They could be happy as hell, like throwing parties. You, you never know. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's that's the big part about doing this podcast that brings me so much joy, man. And it makes everything worth it. Doing yeah, all the editing course. and the and the racking my brain over what we're going <laughs> to talk about next. That's the part that, that makes it all worth it. Yeah, so, uh, I, I appreciate everybody who's been listening i know that we, we we both appreciate everyone who's been listening and absolutely and interacting with us and having a good time back from vacation man what, what was you doing while i was gone man <laughs> so <laughs> i you you just saw the state of my backyard it is completely right. tortoise shit that is all i've been doing <laughs> yeah. since christmas break that's why you're trying to get rid of mud oh, <laughs> <laughs> i got bags of it baby yeah yeah i'll get it i told chris for my daughter's birthday, she loves when people give her parents presents. And he's like, hey, you want some mud, bro? <laughs> Got plenty of it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, yeah. I, I knew you'd stay busy. Uh, I, you're always up to something. Yeah. So <laughs> I knew that would be the case. Trying to spend money, you know. 
I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I hear that you're working hard on Studio A to Ooh, get us back in there. Man, I tell you what, I don't want to. I don't want to jinx this. Uh-huh. I don't want to. I don't want to throw a wrench into this gear, but yeah, fingers crossed because the pipes might start leaking while we're talking. And there you go. <laughs> fingers crossed. This is the last episode we'll have to do in a kitchen. Hell yeah, that's, that's what's so up. Hopefully. That's what's up. We told you it was coming, and we're <laughs> men of our word. Fucking months later, it's here. <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Almost. Almost. Well, that's exciting, man. I can't yeah. wait to do that. That's that's just gonna add a whole another oh, yeah. element to this thing. Yeah. That makes it fun to do. So let's get into it, man. There's no preparation for this. We're gonna spin this wheel and see what happens, man. I love it. All right, Chris, go ahead, grab that wheel and spin it for me, buddy. All right, here we go. All righty. <laughs> This is so ironic. Would you rather? (laughs) That's the first thing we did last time. I have one. For $100,000, you have to allow Mike Tyson to make love to you. Or for a million, he's got to punch your kid in the face as hard as he can. I'm... (laughs) The first time somebody asked me this, you know what I said? I said, which kid is it? That all depends. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, is like if Mike Tyson punches your kid in the face, there's a good chance that's gonna kill your uh, child. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I can make another one for a million dollars. <laughs> Woo! I would I, I I'm I would have to say that <laughs> me and Mike Tyson would be playing some Nick get down music and getting down with it. Hey, I'm- man, $100,000. <laughs> that's enough to pay for the therapy to get over oh, there you it. Go. You'll be all right. There and you you'll go. have healthy children. <laughs> Jeez. <Woo>. All right, man. <laughs> wow, I feel like you're such a shitty dad right now. <laughs> I'm like, Logan, brace yourself. <laughs> Just don't tense up, man. Yeah. Just don't tense up and take it. <laughs> He's like, oh, man. You do the not same that shit. it would be Logan. I'm not saying it would be Logan, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh man. Okay. You think. don't have to go to anything on that level, by the way. Okay. If, when you come up with what you rather. <laughs> this is nothing on your level. Okay. Okay. This is more on my level of I got you. like my, my Facebook Facebook vibe. Okay. So would you rather work a job and make half a million dollars a year and hate your fucking life? 500 grand a year. Half a million dollars a year. Okay. Or would you rather work for 750 for the rest of your life with no chance of moving up, Mm. but you have the opportunity to be happy? Doing something I love to do, like doing this podcast. Would I do this podcast for $7.50 or do something I hate for half Half a million million. dollars a year? That's tough, man, because like the man in me says... You got to do what you got to do to take care of your family, of right? Course. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who go to work every day doing something they're probably not in love yeah. with. Yeah. That's tough. The only reason I would say make the money is I don't know that you could take care of your family on 750. Okay. Fair enough. An hour. Yeah. Now, if my wife's rolling in the shit, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be that stay at home. I'm gonna have the apron on. Have that motherfucking apron. Hell on. yeah! With a little, a, <laughs> little bell. Bing, 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 yeah, there you ready. go. If she's rolling in it and I can get away with it, hell yeah! Yeah, oh, that's okay. interesting though, man, because it kind of showed like uh, that's what a lot of people do, man. Yeah. They just well, they're living to work instead of working to live. Yeah. But I would definitely take less money to do something that I love to do 
rather than chasing the money. Yeah, you of know? course. So if you take that number, if it's a number that I know if we rearrange our lives and mm. we live within our means, I can definitely make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take the less paying thing to do something that I love. I I stopped chasing money a long time ago, man. Yep. When okay. I was chasing money, you know, that that's probably the time that I saw my daughter the least. And I'm here to tell you right now, I have nothing to show for all that money I made. And that's that's <laughs> like that's a that's nothing. A, that's a prime example that I try to make all the fucking time, dude. Yeah. For four years, all I did was try to become this person that they wanted me to be. Right. I was working twelve on, two off. Yeah. I was working and on my two days off, I was on I had to answer my phone twenty four hours a day. Yeah. No matter what. If something fucked up, it was my responsibility to fix it. Yeah. I and I did that with this ginormous goal in mind mm -hmm. one day i fucking woke up and i was like you know what i'm fucking done with this shit <laughs> yeah and the craziest part about it is i went and i get this this is four years bro mm -hmm. four years of grinding and every day non-stop almost destroyed a relationship with my wife yeah. i was gone for christmas and thanksgiving and birthdays i missed all that for four years straight yeah i put my two-week notice in no one batted a fucking eye Mm-hmm. Nobody. Yeah. One person told me that you're making a mistake. Yeah. And that was it. Right. And then it was over. Two weeks, I turned my stuff in and I booked yeah. it. Yeah. I was gone. And that's and I, how it goes, man. Dude, I preach that all the time. Like if you fucking live in this miserable fucking life, yeah. if, you, if you go to work and you hate your fucking life, yeah. stop. Right. I, like I'm living proof. Stop and go find something you fucking love to do. Yeah, for Period. sure. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. And what's funny about your story? You didn't get the actual stuff, the material stuff that really doesn't matter anyway. But you didn't get none of this stuff until you left that motherfucker. Yep, you're right. Until you decided, you know what, I'm going right. to change my priorities yep. and I'm going to do what I need to do yep. to provide for my family. Of yes, course. but actually be there. Yeah. And that's when everything took off for you yeah. at that point. Yep. So that's a beautiful thing. All right, man, let's get back to this wheel. Then I'm going to spin it this time. Cool. Chris, is it okay to tell somebody their baby is ugly? <laughs> I don't. I'm a person who will say face. So I'm going to say no. Just yeah. keep your comments to yourself and move on. Have you ever been in that situation? There's Okay. There's <laughs> you only, don't have to name names. There's only been one picture of a baby that I've been like, holy shit. What hat? Like, right. oh my God. What do my parents look like? It right. Just, it. it I don't know, man. And I feel horrible for saying it. But there's only been one that just like, I don't want to say freaked me out, but I was like, God damn, like that's a, whew. Dude, okay. Lord. So when I was working um, for the phone company, mm -hmm. I used to go in people's house uh -huh. and install their internet, their yeah. television and stuff like that. And I went to this one house and these people were so proud of their new grandchild. Okay. And they had pictures of this motherfucker everywhere. <laughs> okay. So I'm walking through the hall and... I'd already finished working, and so they're taking me down this wall, and they have an entire hallway Jesus. with pictures of this <laughs> <Okay>. baby. <laughs> they flip the light on, and they're like, here's, here's, here's my new grandson right here. And dude, I'm not even lying to you. It wasn't even, I wasn't paying attention to my reaction, but I kind of squinted at it, like, <laughs> what? adjusting my eyes, and I was like, Did you this, say something this, no, it's. I could tell, like, from the look on my face, like, I think the person noticed. They caught on, yeah. Yeah, and I, I didn't know what to say. I yeah. didn't want to be like, oh, he's so cute. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there he is. This baby had a huge fucking head. Yeah. Like, I want to be careful because it wasn't like, 
this baby wasn't disabled or anything. Of like, course. It just had this a disproportionately huge head. And I'm yeah. like, I want to give the mom a hug <laughs> wherever she is. But, and, you know, the baby was still, you know, there's a lot of people who aren't cute babies and yeah. they grow up to be. So the baby was still really young. But uh-huh. I, they, I mean, they had so many pictures of this baby. And that was the one time. The first time I ever asked myself the question, is it okay to tell someone their baby's ugly, was that day. Because I was like, I didn't even know what to say. And I felt bad. I'm like, why didn't you just say it was cute? Yeah. I'm like talking to myself yeah. when I left. Like, God damn it. Why didn't you just say it was cute? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Never admit it to them, you know. Exactly. Me, I'm like, is it okay? Like, I'm telling you this? Yeah. I've seen ugly babies before. <laughs> they. I'm sorry. They exist. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. Hopefully they grow up there, you know, to be like an ugly duckling. Ugly duckling. There, there you go. go. Who became a swan. Yeah. <laughs> That's savage. Let's get back <laughs> to this wheel. <laughs> All right. Chris, what would be your last meal? If you knew you were going to die tonight, what's your last meal going to be? Oh. Like as much as I want, or like yeah, one I mean meal. you can you can load this table up, baby. Okay, so <laughs> first and foremost, pepperoni, black olive pizza from Antonio's, right okay. here in Deer Park. <laughs> I don't care who you are or what kind of pizza you've eaten. That pepperoni, is the best, black olive. I'm best write damn that down. pizza I've ever had in my life. All right, I'm gonna write that down. Now I like greasy pizza. If you don't like greasy pizza, <laughs> it's not gonna be your thing. Right. I would have a Dallas fillet from Roadhouse. Okay. Okay. Medium well. Asparagus, probably. Oh, you just lost me, dog. Oh my! What <laughs> steak is on my list? But I don't eat burnt steak, bro. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, with that another topic because I can get yes, into that one. Yes, it okay. is. So asparagus, the way I cook it, though. How do you cook your asparagus? So I take, I cut, I cut them in half, mm-hmm. lay them all out, olive oil, sea salt, and shredded parmesan in the mm-hmm. oven for about 30 minutes oh yeah holy shit i've never cut them in half like that though. Man. but that sounds like a good idea kind of release it, the flavor a little bit yes fantastic i love them probably a gallon of peanut m&ms a gallon of chocolate milk that probably does it that probably all right so you that, got your that pizza pro- your steak. Put me over the table right there <laughs> you got your pizza your steak your m&ms and chocolate milk oh, okay whoa, whoa time out i hate i hate i hate i hate that i'm about to admit this to you i, I swore Against it for the longest time. A fucking Popeye's chicken sandwich. Hell yes. Bro. <laughs> Bro. Dude, that's still on the wheel. We might get to that. I can't get enough <laughs> of that sandwich. Yeah. I love it. Like, I'm I, guilty. I have not eaten Chick-fil-A since I was introduced to that sandwich. Yeah. If I'm just being honest. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. Like, if there's a group bad. out there that helps people get off of the Popeye's chicken sandwich, <laughs> we need to find please you. reach out. Because <laughs> I'm trying to get back on the grind. Before Desiree gets up in here and starts judging us. <laughs> and you you can't get the sandwich without the French fries, Hell man. No, you gotta dude. get the French fries Hell too. No. So that's funny because what was on what was still on the wheel was the Popeyes versus Chick-fil-A. Ah. And I tell people all the time, Chick-fil-A wins on almost everything and else. Yeah, I agree with that. Speed, yep, service, yep. friendliness. Of course. Last time I went to Popeyes. I'm pretty sure the dude who served me probably <laughs> killed someone before. He had one of those. Yep. He had one of those teardrop tattoos yep. on his eye. <laughs> Nobody was wearing no hair nets. It was, but that chicken sandwich Woo. was on fire, bro. Oh, yeah. Chick Fil A can't fuck with nope. that sandwich. Nope. You're right. We they hate can. to get off topic, but uh, <laughs> that you know what? That sandwich is probably on my list too, yep. for sure. I gotta have one more before I go. So, 
my last meal is very similar to the meal that I usually would eat on my birthday. Okay. I haven't done it in a few years because we're doing the family thing on my birthday. Mm-hmm. But while I was single, every single birthday, okay. I would go to any steakhouse. Okay. Okay. So Damn. I get myself a porterhouse. Okay. The porterhouse is the mecca of all steaks, man. It's two steaks in one. You got a strip and a filet all in one steak. So I get a porterhouse. Nothing more than medium rare. Sometimes I would get it rare. Nothing more than medium rare. I need that cow to move back at me, brother. I saw like a good fucking bet could bring that bitch back to life. Exactly. I saw that shit on Facebook today. (laughs) That shit had me rolling. Dude. I can't eat. To me, well done is burnt. Like, I can't fuck with it. When I when me and Haley got married, that's how I used to eat my steaks. Uh-huh. It's well done. Like, yeah. I don't want to chew on those motherfuckers. <laughs> right? But It's beef H- jerky, bro. That's Haley not a steak. Eats, <laughs> Haley eats hers. I don't want to say rare, but it's pretty damn close to rare. Yeah. Like, it's it makes me queeze when I watch her eat a steak. Oh, so delicious. I, I, can't, I can't hang so with delicious. that. So delicious. It's like icy in the middle. Oh, man. Uh, so good. Okay, so... And a good steak, you don't have to put nothing on it. No steak sauce. No, like a good ah, steak. See, that's where me and you disagree. See, a, if A1, a steak, baby. if a, I love A1, don't get me wrong. I put A1 on nasty steaks all the time and it makes yeah. it better. Yeah. But a good steak, um, recently Whitney's bosses uh, had their had their Christmas mm-hmm. dinner at Del Frisco's. Okay. I've never, never got to experience dude, that. This place was legit. Really? And like, you 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 felt like people were judging you when you walked in. If you're if you're a nobody from the hood I can like smell me, the poor on you <laughs> for real, man. And you go to those fancy restaurants, you don't even know what the fuck to do. They got like sixteen different forks on the table, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, uh, you scoot them all the side. Like, what the fuck y'all doing, man? You can't use the same fork on your steak as you do your salad. Like Shit. bullshit, I can't watch this. <laughs> this is one of the best steaks I ever had, and I did not put a goddamn thing on it. It was seasoned perfectly. They obviously sauteed it in something. You you could taste the butter on it, but a yeah, good yeah. steak when it's cooked right, you don't got to put a damn thing on it. So I would get a rare steak or a medium rare steak, loaded mashed potatoes. Okay, like and I mean, so much cheese and bacon you can barely see potatoes in it. Yeah, and a glass of scotch, three ice cubes, nothing less than eighteen years aged. I love scotch. Okay, okay. gotta have the steak, the scotch. The potatoes, yeah. hot hot pecan pie with a scoop of vanilla, a uh, blue bell on top, some peach cobbler. Got to get the peach cobbler okay, in there. Okay. okay. I'll probably have to second the pecan pie. Yeah, I, I, I love I love pecan, pecan pie, dude. Pie. It is my favorite, yeah. and you can't beat a, of course a, a pecan pie yeah. full of sugar. Yeah. Peach cobbler. You got to put the ice cream on top of that too. And then this is really weird after all of that, but I got to give me some sushi. All right, so okay, probably get okay. me a flying Stevenson roll from Little Tokyo down the way on, on Fairmont. <laughs> okay. Some some sushi places do this different. A Philadelphia roll, all it is is smoked salmon, mm-hmm. a sliver of cream cheese, and a sliver of avocado. Okay. Sounds really simple. The smoked salmon mixed with the cream cheese and then the Just avocado, pops. Po- it pops, yeah, man. Yeah. And that's my shit. So I'd probably have to eat a couple of those. And then, uh, and then you could take me away. I'd be good <laughs> if, if I finish that. But you could take me away yeah. after that. That's probably yeah. my go-to. I can't think of... Well, God, I love barbecue, too. So yeah, I, love, I, I love barbecue, but I eat barbecue all the time. Yeah, that's true. I eat true. it all the time, so I can't imagine that being... That's true. My, my, I have some ribs, my though, go out. Some ribs, though. Yeah, maybe I have a side of ribs out there, too. There you go. All right, man. So, yeah, that would, that would do it for me. You could take me, take me to the gates after that. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever gates Whichever they are. Whichever gates. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get this wheel going. 
All right, this is interesting. If you could live in any other time period than the time period we live in now, okay, where would you want to go? Any other time period? Yes. You have a time machine now, and you want to go. We're going past, not future. Okay. Any time in the past, what time period would you want to live in? Don't quote me on these dates. Okay. Because I'm not 100%. I would have liked to have been born like 1905. Mm-hmm. So I could have been an adult and gone through the Great Depression. I know it sounds crazy. It's honestly, I don't think anybody's ever said, man, I want to be alive during the Great Depression. But well, that's interesting. Just to see how bad shit really got. Yeah. Because you can read about it all day long. You can read yeah. about it and people can tell you stories. But like, I can't imagine living through that era. Right. Like, what did you do to survive? Mm-hmm. How did you like your survival instincts kick in? When did that right. happen? When yeah. did you when did you say, OK, there's nobody here. Who's going to help me? There's no more jobs. There's no more income. Yeah. There's no more clean water. Like, what are we going to do now? That's interesting. And that's just something I've always. Yeah. I mean, because here's the deal, man. In the time we live in now, we're fat and happy. Dude. I mean, we got it all. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's <laughs> everybody this day and age is so spoiled. Like if something happened right now, dude, half the population would fucking die off because they yeah. don't know what to do. Yeah, that's they would, true. They would not know what to do. That's true. You definitely learned some some survival skills doing that. Yeah, that's interesting. I would I would never thought that that's what you would say, but I understand it and I get it. And then, you know, you'd also be an adult when they came out of that. Yeah, I think. I think it ended the, in thirty. Yeah, thirty four. And then right before you're born, you know, we're talking about the industrial revolution. So like this, yeah. it what's funny is because that time. You know, the revolution of industry and factories and machines building things. That's kind of like what we went through with technology. Yes. The first time somebody saw a car driving down the street or an airplane flying through the air, they're probably like, whoa, what the fuck? (laughs) You know, and I remember the first time I saw an iPhone and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. uh Like, how does this work? But I thought it was cool (laughs) as shit. Right. So, yeah, Yeah. that would that would be interesting. Kind of the same dynamic. If I could go back to any time period, I would want to go back. To the days where it was the Wild West, man. Ah, the cowboys okay. and the. Okay, okay. That's where I, I would go. That. That's I, where I would yeah. go. I'd want to have me a spot of land where I'm cultivating and I'd want to, I just, you know, I want to go to the, I want to go to the saloon with the slinging doors and shit. <laughs> with your shoes on your side, yeah, yeah. slinging them around. Yeah, there you go. Drink some whiskey out of a dirty glass, <laughs> that type of shit. Yeah, man. I don't know if you've ever played the video game Red Dead Redemption. Nope. Okay. <laughs> That game will take away hours and hours of your life. It, I know guys <laughs> who've taken months yeah. to play that game, but in that game, like you're a character yeah. in the Wild West, and you got your horse, and you got to gather resources, and you know, in the in the latest one, you're kind of running with a crew. Okay, you're like you know, gangsters or whatever. Yeah. But uh, you're running with a crew. You guys got to set up camps, and <laughs> you got to go, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you don't, I, I've been playing that game. Starting like at night when the kids went to bed uh-huh. and fucking felt like I blinked and my kids are getting up for school the next day. And I'm Holy like, thank God I'm shit. off today. Yeah, but <laughs> not at all what I anticipated yeah, happening, but it sucks you in, dude. And wow. the storylines and like you feel like you're there. You're like, man, I'm a fucking I'm a badass cowboy. <laughs> you know, you get to pick your guns, your revolver. Yeah. Dude, it's it's fucking badass. See, I've never I've ne- I never gotten into like that gaming scene. Yeah. I tried like Call of Duty. My old boss would like yeah. sit in his house and dude, he'd be gone like all weekend. If you, <laughs> he'd be in that, he'd be in his house fucking going. He's, yeah. he's like cussing at people. Dude, I go over there and 
course, I'm a fucking joke when it comes to video. I don't know shit yeah. about this. I'm like on the controller, like, hell yeah, got me a pistol and a sniper <laughs> rifle. And I'm just getting my head blown off. Right, He's like, right. what are you doing? I'm like, fuck, Man. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just having fun. He's like, we're not here to have fun. <laughs> like, whoa, bro. This shit is serious. Chill out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's funny, though, is this this Red Dead Redemption game, it's like a fucking movie, dude. Mm. So, like, you're in it. And the storyline is fascinating. Yeah. And... Different things happen based on what decisions you make. So when I started playing the Damn. first game, I was like, yeah, dude, if I could live in any time, I'm going That's back it. to the Wild West. Yeah. They have these situations where, like, you'll be walking down the street and you'll, like, bump into a guy and he'll be like, hey, what the hell's wrong with you? And then you guys end up having a shootout in the middle of the street, <laughs> like, take 10 paces, turn and draw. Like, wow, dude, it's badass. It's I was like, yeah, I'd. I beat the game, so I figure I'll be a badass cowboy if I was alive <laughs> back then. Although that might not even be the case. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's definitely the time period I live that's in. Awesome. So we got the Great Depression and the Wild West. Wild West. All right, man. Let's get back to this wheel real quick. All right, I got a random music pick. I'm going to give you an artist to check out. And you give me an artist to check out. Okay. And we'll get back together and, and see what we thought. Now, I, I already it. know you have a lane. So I'm going to try to get you something that's out of your comfort zone. Okay. And you do the same for me. Okay. And we'll check them out and we'll see what's up. So who would you, if if there's one group that is like the mecca of that genre for you or whatever genre you feel like I need to check out, what would it be? This is going to sound weird. Yeah. I've been a punk punk rock kid. Dude, since I was itty bitty. Hell yeah. I love yeah. it. I love everything about it. I came home one day, hooping and hollering to Haley. I found this new fucking band and I love it. I can't yeah. get enough of it. I can't. I, I've been listening to the same song all day. Yeah. I can't get enough of it. Uh-huh. And she's like, a new punk rock band? Uh-huh. I was like, fuck yes. Listen. I played this song. <laughs> Chris, that's 2001. <laughs> I was like, no. No, 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 no. I've never. Yeah. Like, I. Dude, when I say, like, I get into depth with this punk rock music, I fucking love right. the genre. Like, I. Who was it? I'm curious now. SR71. I've heard, see, I've heard the name. I'm telling you, I was fucking <laughs> jamming all day. All, all their shit is so good. The crazy thing is, I love Bowling for Soup. Uh huh. Okay. The only reason Bowling for Soup is famous. Uh-huh. Is because they bought the song 1985 from SR71 and remixed and mastered it to like, they did a little bit of tweaking to it. Yeah. Right? So you listen to SR71's version and you listen to Bowling for Soup's version, it's two different animals. Okay. But that's what put Bowling for Soup on the map is that song 1985. Gotcha. And they actually bought it from SR71. SR71 crashed and burned three years later. Like they were never wow. to be heard of again. Wow. And I was like, Fuck man, like what? I'm like doing research on these guys. Like, where are these motherfuckers at? Like, I just want to shake their hand. They're so bad. Of course, they're yeah. old as fuck now. Right, right. But, oh my god, dude! Like it was SR71. See, okay, so punk is not something that I consider to be out of my lane, but I'm definitely not as well versed in it as you. Like, I know, I know the the white bread. Everybody knows punk bands. I, yeah, I yeah, when yeah, I grew yeah. up in California, guys that I knew would go to concerts all the time. Yeah. Whether it was punk or any other genre, like, you ever heard of Zebrahead? And I'm like, fuck is Zebrahead? No, I haven't. And, you know, um, MXPX and all all those. Like, I never heard of those until I moved to California. So I got into it. It wasn't, like, my main jam. That's one of my music list for tomorrow. MXPX. A long time since I've heard that name. Yeah, yeah. So so you want me to check out SR71? All right, I'm going to check them out, dude. Dude, I'm going to check them out. I'm telling you. My mind was blown. Like, how the fuck have I never, I've never heard this song. Yeah. And dude, 
Like when I say I listen to all punk rock music, yeah, I'm talking all the way from. Well, we're doing the top five list of getting pumped up later, and there you go, there you that go. That shit made the list, yeah. and you just heard it a couple days ago. Yep, it did, it did. <laughs> that's badass. I love it, man. Yeah, we'll get a chance to check it out then. Okay. I want to think of something that's like way outside of your comfort zone. Okay, and I'm all over the place musically. I tell people if you pull up my music. I mean, there's going to be everything from like Tupac to ZZ Top. Like, yeah. I just love, yeah. I love music. Yeah. I love music. If there's one thing that people have ever heard me play and they're like, what the fuck are you listening to? Yeah. It would probably have to be like old school standards music. Okay. Like Frank Sinatra. Okay. I've uh, listened Bing to Crosby. Some Sinatra. Okay. Let's but. see. All right. So I don't want to do that then. Like, what's the one genre you've like never really even dabbled in, even a little bit? I wouldn't even know. I don't want to call it classic rock because it's not really like the Elvis Presley era. Okay. I've never gotten to that. You ever listen to Ray Charles? Mm -mm. I'm going to put you on to Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Ray Charles is a fucking genius, dude. Okay. Now, don't, don't, don't laugh. Ray Charles was blind? Yes. Okay. And he played piano. Played piano. You know, he was in that era where, you know, R&B music Mm -hmm. and was, was coming up. But also if you either read the biography of Ray Charles or there's a movie that's out Okay. I recommend watching the movie. Jamie okay. Foxx plays Ray Charles. It's excellent. Okay. He grew up, he loved country music. Okay. He said he always loved country music because of the stories. Mm-hmm. So he got famous. How he got famous, first of all, was he started taking gospel songs and turning them into, I wouldn't call them pop, but like R&B songs. Yeah. The songs that were popular at the yeah, time. He I would take you. the rhythm and the music and he would change the lyrics and at first, people were like, dude, you can't do that. Yeah. Like, this is a time and age where, like, you, you can't do that. Of that's course. gospel music. Yeah. He, you know, he believed in God, but he wasn't heavily religious. Of and that's, that's what put him on the map to the point where he became a megastar. Wow. So he's at the peak of his megastar. He oh. gets signed to ABC Records for a deal where he gets to keep his own masters. Like, he got, a, Jesus. He got deals better than... That doesn't happen. Right. He got like, deals better happen. than Frank Sinatra even got at wow. that time. Like, he was at the top of his mega. And he decides... I think I'm gonna make a country album. And they're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like, hold yeah. on, Ray. Like, stay in your lane, bro. Uh-huh. Like, you, you, you did, you got here. Like, just do what you got here doing, yeah. right? And he's like, I'm doing a country album. I already signed this contract because I can do whatever the fuck I want. Ooh, I'm gonna do a country okay. album. Okay. And he made a country album, and that bitch sold millions of records. Like, Holy he did shit. it just as good as everything else. If you if you like old timey type music every now and yeah, again, yeah, and I do. Ray Charles is the lane, man. I, Ray Charles. I honestly like I listened to him a little bit as a young kid because my grandmother liked him, uh-huh. but it wasn't really until I watched the movie Ray okay. that I really got into it and yeah. just started pulling up his catalog and dude, there's something in there for everybody. Gotcha. And like when he sings, he he didn't have the greatest voice ever, mm-hmm. but it was just natural, man. You yeah. could feel his soul when yes. he was singing a song, yes. man. And that's what I loved about it. So I'm going to put you on to Ray Charles. Okay. Check him out. All right. Any any of it. You know, if, if you pull up on iTunes or whatever, it's going to bring like his top hits up. Yeah. Delve in there a little bit, man. He's okay. got a country album. He does. I mean, he was making music all the way until the 90s, man, before wow. he passed away. Okay. He was a freaking genius, man. I'm and check out the movie, too. Okay. It's very good. All sure. right. Alrighty, in that vein, since we're talking about music, I asked you to send me a list of the top five songs. Now, I asked for top five songs that either pump you up or make you feel good. And I was talking to Whitney about this, and she says that those aren't the same. 
She's like, the songs that make me feel good versus the song that get me pumped up. When I was thinking pumped up, I'm not like, you want to go move a truck pumped up. I was just thinking like stuff that you like yeah. puts you yeah. in a good mood and that's, that's and feeling that's good. What this is. Okay, that's what, so that's what I want to make sure we were on the same yes. page about that. So you sent me a list here. Yes. Let me bring it up. All right, so you sent me a list of your top five songs that just put you in a good mood and get you going. Yep. All right, so number five is a well-known song, I believe. It's Good Charlotte Anthem. Yep, Good Charlotte. All right, let's Anthem. get you pumped up a little bit here, buddy. That's it, man. Every morning. I'm, I'm probably every morning I'll jam this. <laughs> so what was going on in your life when this song came out that just makes it that song for you? Because uh, me, for music, like I always have something that I link it or, See, this, or just a time period. So three of these songs came out when I was like heavy into skating. Right. So, dude, I just put my headphones in and I would go. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was not any good at skateboarding. <laughs> I don't ever claim to be. But, dude, I would go and just haul ass all day long and jam this fucking music. Yeah. And That's just, funny that you say that because when I think of Good Charlotte and, like, Blink-182, I think of skating because, yeah. like I said, when I was living in California, all the all my buddies, that's what they did. Yeah. And yeah. they have... Dude, they'd sit around and watch skate videos for hours. Just <laughs> yeah, videos yeah. of dudes skateboarding. Yep. And yep. there'd be different types of music behind it. And, and that's funny because that's what I think of. Yeah. Cool. All right. So now we're going to get to hear some of this SR71. Woo. All right. Let's do get it. Get you pumped up again. Why? Why you always kick me when I'm There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. This is good. I love it. Like, I this is really good. I've never heard this song. This is good. I'm gonna put this on the I'm gonna put this on the iTunes. And, and you just discovered this a couple days ago. Like two weeks ago. And they were still making music in 2001. No. They yeah they stopped in I think 2003. Okay. But yeah I I love. So them. they were a band in the, in 84 in in the 90s in the 90s. Yes. Okay. And then and once they sold all their stuff to Bowling for Soup. Right. That was it for them. I, Unbelievable. I, I'm sure they played a few more shows. Yeah. And I'm sure they got the. Thirty or forty thousand dollars for that song, and right. then Bowling for Soup turned around and made yeah, millions yeah. on it. Which I, I'm not gonna lie, I love Bowling for Soup. They're another yeah, one yeah. of my top bands. But yeah. holy shit, can you imagine making a fucking song? Oh yeah, and then kicking yourself in the ass uh, after that. I don't know. Yeah, I just yeah. The, the 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 heart and soul that goes into so that song. So they man. sold all rights to that song. All rights to so 1985. They, wow. So they don't get anything from it. Listen to no both royalty. of the songs. Listen to. SR71 1985 and listen to Bowling for Soup 1985. Oh, so SR71 actually recorded the song? It was their song. They created the song. They recorded it and released it? Yes. They have and a music then, video for it. Wow. And then Bowling for Soup bought it, bought all the rights to it, and then remixed it, remastered Damn. it, and made a new video for it. Damn. I, okay, I'm going to have to check both of those out. I can't knock Remember to have me put that down. I can't knock them for it. Okay. All right, but speaking of Bowling for Soup... That's your number That's it. three. Punk Rock 101. Oh, I love it. It's good shit. I'm still that dude, man. I'll be driving my car and I'm just going. And people look at me. I'm that fucking radio's all the way up. And people yeah. look at me like I'm yeah. crazy. But I love it, dude. That's awesome. Give me some more of that. <laughs> I love it. That's good shit. All right, man. Now, your number two song, like, threw me off. Yep. <laughs> it threw you, me way so off. So, if you listen to this song, 
I understood once I listened to it why. It t- it's me. Yes. It's 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 my heart and soul. Yeah. And that's why I love this song. Man. Yeah. It it's- was like it was written by Hype Gorilla himself. <laughs> What's the dude's name? Josh Thompson. Josh Thompson. Yeah. And the song is Way Out Here. Way Out Here. Way Out Here. We won't take it down if we ain't earned it. That's so, true. So true. <laughs> so when it comes to weight, brother, we pull. Yeah, buddy. If it's way like he's just stu- he's just talking to my soul, right? I love no, it. No, no, no. I dig this. How how recent was this song? I believe this is 2007 or eight. Okay. Because I, I really don't dig new country music, but I guess I wouldn't consider that new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, he had me on the John Wayne and Johnny Cash man because I told you I want to be a cowboy. So <laughs> yeah, I, I dig that one. That was a really good one. Yeah. And then we got some good old Blink One Eight Two. Number one, baby. This Number is, one, this and this is, is Phil. Tell me, I I, would, I wish I would have got together with you earlier because I would have made sure I had the part of the song that like just gets you going. So I don't know if I'm. It's all. It's all of it. It's just like. <laughs> Who's singing lead on this song? And the music video is just like, yeah. You want to talk about getting hyped up? Like, watch that music video, man. <laughs> I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna I, check it out. I love it. Who's singing lead on this song? Oh shit! Because it doesn't sound like what was his name? Tom? Maybe it was. This is an earlier Blink One Eighty Two, right? Uh, no. This is. Oh this, shit! This goes to show you how much I don't know. I mean, I I like four or five ish. Okay. Because I, that was reason, like towards the end of their peak then. Yes. Okay. The, the only this was this was a this was probably one of their biggest albums, and the only reason I remember that era is because that's back when the boom boxes were still. Yeah, yeah. The, the three CD changers. <laughs> Hell, and yeah. And I'd fucking I'm level thirty, baby. My mom's banging on the door. Shut up. <laughs> and I'm just fucking playing my air guitar going. <laughs> that's badass. I love it, dude. That's badass. Blink One Eighty Two did not make my list, but I would give it an honorable mention. The Rock Show, like that's one. Oh, of my, dude, that's I, one of my favorites. There's probably thirty that are just. Oh yeah, golden. it was hard. It was golden. hard. To... You, know what, you know what drives me crazy is they tried to come back. Yeah. And they did this thing with Lil Wayne. Yeah. Weren't you trying to get tickets to that? The only reason I was trying to get tickets for it is because if you've ever been to Blink-182 concert and seen Travis Barker live, yeah. like, the dude just puts on a fucking phenomenal yeah. show. He's it's, a machine, dude. I, I, that doesn't even... He's like... He might be the best ever. I, I know that's a debate, but... Yeah. Dude, he is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, just phenomenal. Um, I, That's the only reason I wanted to go see it, because I wanted to see Travis Barker yeah. again. I didn't care. Did they me. make songs with Lil Wayne? Dude. Like, or tried to so the last merge thing, them together? I, I, did, I haven't done much research on this, so I hope all the Blink-182 fans don't, like, come strangle <laughs> me in my sleep. Right. But the last thing that I heard is that tour, they did, like, 15 songs with Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. Okay. They got through, like, four shows of the tour, and Lil Wayne, like, threw a hissy fit and right. walked off the stage. That sounds about right. And... If you're familiar with, I don't know what ha- I don't know what happened <laughs> after that. I kind of was like, "What the fuck, man? Why would you even put yourself in that predicament?" Yeah. To, uh, yeah. I mean, Weezy, he's he's kind of a diva. I mean, he's been famous since he was 14 years yeah. old. So yeah, and yeah, he's kind of out there. But yeah, that's a good song. Blink, Blink 182 is definitely in the uh, soundtrack of my youth for yeah. sure. Oh man! But um, it was really hard for me to come up with a top five. Really? It was. That's why I came up with six because I could not remove. <laughs> I could not remove yeah. one of these songs. Okay. Now, these are just songs that make me feel good. Like 
Okay. The second I hear the first note or the first yeah. piece of percussion, like yeah. my hands are in the air and I'm like, <laughs> hell yes. Okay? okay. So as a little kid, I grew up loving Michael Jackson. There's probably a lot okay. of kids who grew up like that. Like Michael Jackson was a very big influence on music, period. And I'm not a huge fan of 80s music. I mm-hmm. thought there's some good 80s music, but I feel like as a whole, like a lot of really crappy music came yeah. out in the 80s, especially in R&B and pop. Yeah. But this song has followed me it's just it's a feel-good song it's the way you make me feel okay. by michael jackson now okay. what's cool about this is this was always one of my favorite songs growing up and then maddie ended up dancing to one of these songs for her ah, recital okay, okay and it made it that much even better because it was her first recital <laughs> yeah, I got and you. like this is my shit dude like you just turned it on and then <laughs> man i love it i love it it was hard to find an MJ song too, because there's a lot. But um, yeah, he's just one of the artists that when we did that, when we did the show where we were asking like if you were stuck on a deserted island. Yeah. I said Queen, but like to be honest with you, in my heart of hearts, I probably would just bring Mike. I'd bring <laughs> okay. MJ because okay. I could listen to that all day every yeah. day. The next song that just puts me in a good mood gets me going. There you go. Green Day, Basket Case. I love this song. If you ask my kids, anytime this song comes on in the car, I'm like, family band time. I'm the guitar. (laughs) Logan, you be the drums. You be anywhere else in the car. Like, (laughs) you gotta love Green Day. I'm I'm drumming on on the steering wheel, man. I just, this is one of my favorites. And to me, when I think punk, maybe it's because I'm not that well versed in it. But when I think punk, I think Green Day. Of course. Yeah, like Green Day is what I think. See, Green Day started like the new era punk. Right, right. They that's that's why they revolutionized what we know as punk today. I don't know if we had this. Com- I think we had this conversation sitting on the back. I had a guy who was upset that Green Day got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before I re- Kiss. Yes, I remember, this. and I was like, Green Day deserves Dude, to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before thousand, Kiss. I'm sorry, over. they. I don't want to say they defined a genre, but they redefined it. Yes, like absolutely. absolutely. And so, I mean, if it wasn't for them, there's a lot of people who followed. There probably wouldn't be a Blink-182. Of course. You know? So that's definitely one of my favorites. My next, we switched to a little bit of hip-hop. I knew this was going to be here. I knew this one was going to be on here. This is my jam. <laughs> we were on the cruise ship. And when you're on a cruise ship and you're around people that you don't know, you're kind of timid. Of like. course. Yeah. So we're sitting in the comedy club. Waiting for the comedian to come out and they're playing different yeah. music. Dude, this shit came on and I'm like up in the aisles like hey, <laughs> this is my jam. <laughs> Do not get this is my jam. Notorious B.I.G. is my favorite hip hop artist of all time. I feel like, you know, there's a debate, him, uh-huh. Tupac. There's some yeah. some I can't get down with new with new hip hop. No, um no, no, for no. me, he was my favorite. He was just smooth. He could rap about anything. He could freestyle. If you had your shoe untied, he'd make a song about your untied shoelace. Yes. Like he was just so talented. Yes. And you know, the song, everything about that song just gets me going. This one's gonna throw you for a loop. Okay. It's an oldie. It's from a gentleman by the name of Dion. I want you to tell me how this song makes you feel though. You get down like I can dig this. I can dig this. This is one of my jams. I've always liked this song. What made me see? I feel like I need to be in like a leather jacket. Right, right. Tight see, bridges. it was. A, I didn't know if I wanted to do this or Uptown Girl by Billy oh. Joel. 
<laughs> okay. Okay, so now I'm regretting that. Okay. <laughs> right? It's hard to go up with just five. Uptown Girl is probably... It's a great song. It's, fan- it's oh, a great I love song. It. What made me put this song over the top is I remember... It reminds me... I saw this video on Facebook a long time ago. Uh-huh. These two girls are going to pick up their grandma. They're going somewhere. And they're like, come on, grandma, hurry up. And they're honking the horn. Yeah. And then that song comes on and they turn it up. And like the little old grandma like comes walking up to the door and like obviously was like just thrown back to her youth and she starts dancing and shit and she's like <laughs> on the front porch and like she's dancing the whole way to the car and then as soon as it turns off she looks at the camera and goes God I love that shit <laughs> it's fucking hilarious and I was like you know what that's a good ass song I don't yeah. blame you grandma <laughs> all right the next song that I have to put in my top five every time this comes on I just get a great feeling because it's a song that I decided to play on my first date with my wife. And I was throwing some signals to her. It's called New Flame. It's from Chris Brown and Usher. And the song is about sparking up something new. Okay. Right? And I knew how to, even though we were supposed to just be friends, I had a feeling (laughs) that something was going to happen. And we sparked a new flame that day. And this song just, every time it comes on, I'm back in my element. I'm going to get to the hook real quick. Hold up. I'm going to try not to sing. Cause I wanna tell them they wrong Come on just baby try a new thing And it's It's my jam It's my jam I love it And it's it's got a good beat It's it's good It's good I love it I love it Sorry for the singing people (laughs) Okay This was not hard The next one My number one Because it is actually my favorite song Of all time It might surprise you Because of my age it is a song called Ain't Too Proud to Beg by The Temptations. I know you won't me. <laughs> okay. I, I can. Dude. Uh, this has got you all you. over it. Man. Yes. It's got you all over it. I just want to put on a sparkly suit <laughs> and do that little slide step. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't Too Proud to Beg. And it's my go-to during the karaoke's, man. Dude, Motown is just. Yeah. When we were on the ship, they had a Motown trivia. Uh-huh. They play like the first second of a song, and you have to see if you can guess it. Okay. And bro, I was all over that shit, <laughs> okay. all over. I love the Temptations, man. That's another group that they have a like a biography movie. Okay, I, I'm into those. I like yeah. like I like watching the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, okay. the one about Queen. I'm yeah. into like seeing the drama behind the scenes. Of I hope course. to God they make an Aerosmith movie one day. Yeah, like, of course. I want to know all about that. Yeah. So that's the movie. I mean, I listened to The Temptations before that, but that movie really got me into it, kind of yeah. like Ray did uh, for Ray Charles. And yeah, that's my shit, dude. I that, dig it. That song comes on at any time, and it's a party for me. Like <laughs> I could be pissed off, crying, yeah. whatever. That song comes on, and it's a party. All right, man, cool. I so it. I think we both... Uh, had our eyes open to a couple things different, man. I'm going to check out that SR-71. Get on to Ray Charles, man. It's it's good shit. All right, let's spin that wheel one more again. Hell yeah. Whenever we get a sponsorship, I want to be like, this wheel spin is brought to you, by. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want you to tell me one or two things, a couple things that before you became a parent, you thought you knew about parenthood, how it was going to be. Okay. Okay. And then what you actually learned when the real thing happened. Okay. (laughs) Anybody who knows me, I'm a scheduled person. 
Right. I'm an on time person. Mm -hmm. If you're not five minutes early, you're fucking late. Okay. (laughs) That's how I've been raised. I live my whole life. Yeah. Okay. I had my first when I was 19. We go to the last or like it was like the second to last doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. So Haley, she was due, I think, November 27th was the original due date. So that date is locked in my head. (laughs) We're having a baby on the 27th. Yeah. I have time. To prepare until the 27th. Okay. (laughs) We go to this doctor's appointment. And our our doctor loved me because, dude, I was in. I was up in their faces. I wanted to know everything that was going on. I wanted to know every little gory detail that was going to happen throughout this entire process. I read the books. I did (laughs) all the research. Like, I was ready. Yeah. That doctor looked at us and said, baby's running out of amniotic fluid. We're going to go ahead and admit you. I was like, <laughs> like right then and there, like right now, we're going right now. Damn. It's like, okay. You're like, hold like, up. I didn't bring my book. Like funny. All right, cool. And she's like, yeah. And she looked at me and she's like, I'm not joking. Like we're going to the hospital. So Haley asked if she could have another day. So we'd go home and like wipe the door frames and, you know, do all like that super <laughs> duper crazy cleaning before the baby gets home. Right. Like first parent shit. Right. <laughs> right. We go to the hospital. They do what they call. Inducing her. I don't mm-hmm. know what the technical term for it is. They gave her medicine to induce her? Yes. The Pitocin or whatever but, it's there called. There you go. The Pitocin drip. Yeah. They told me 5 o'clock on the 19th. Right. That's when it's happening. Mm-hmm. And I confirmed probably 100 <laughs> times. Yeah. 5 o'clock on the 19th. Right. Dude, like babies come when they're ready. Right. Like there's no time frame on it. And I didn't know the... <laughs> Like, you were expecting this 5 o'clock appointment like to count- meet your daughter. I'm counting the clock. I ain't slept in two days because I don't want to miss nothing. Right. Like, I'm just pacing back and forth. I put those little hospital cups, dude. Yeah. It was so, the white styrofoam cup was so brown when I finally threw it away from all the coffee I had been drinking for 48 hours straight, right? Yeah. The nurse comes in at, you know, 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, she's dilating. That's good news. I was like, 5 o'clock, right? 5 o'clock. <laughs> this is happening at 5 o'clock. Yeah. Dude, they came in at about 10.30, and they said, ooh, call the doctor. Mama's ready to push. I was like, ah, Five hours later. Hold on, man. What happened to 5 o'clock? So now I'm like, I'm sweating. Yeah. This room goes from like this normal, nice, low-key room to where it's like pretty and comfortable to this fucking like yeah, all hell transformer, and there's fucking cars rolling in. I ain't slept in two days. Like, I'm white as a ghost. Yeah. And- the doctor came in and 11.07, baby, that baby's out <laughs> on the table and I'm white as a ghost. Yeah. My doctor was, or our doctor was probably 100 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. And she, t- I was standing on the side of the bed and there's pictures of it, of me grabbing my, grabbing that bed real so tight. Yeah. My, my whole hands are, are just ghost white. <laughs> that doctor said, sit down because I can't pick your big ass up off the floor <laughs> when you pass out. And I was like, yes, ma'am. And I like sat down, dude. It was so like the the whole the whole time thing like completely went out the window. Right. Moving forward just a hair later, Fallon was blessed with this wonderful thing called colic. Right. And if you don't know what hell on earth is, <laughs> get you some of that, okay? Because yeah. that was You weren't ready. Wasn't ready for that. Well, guess what? Homeboy's back in the fucking books and it says from birth to three months. So the whole time I'm fucking dude The countdown is on. The countdown is on, bro. And Haley will vouch for it. Dude, every single night. We had a jogging stroller, and I would, in the living room, back and forth, from 7 to 10 o'clock at night, 
found scream bloody fucking murder. No matter what you did. Yeah. I mean, just scream to the top of her lungs, gut-wrenching screams. It got to the point to where I couldn't even hear myself think or yeah. talk. Yeah. And I was only giving Haley a two-hour break. She dealt with the shit all day long. Right. You know, like, I can't imagine Man. as a, you know, as a stay-at-home mom yeah. doing that. You weren't I'm, ready. <laughs> I got three hours of it, and I'm fucking ready to jump off a bridge. Like, yeah. God send for her. She's fucking amazing. Yeah. Three months rolls up, and I'm like, oh, like, walk around, Haley, like, high five, babe. It's three months. <laughs> shit's over. And then here we fucking are. <laughs> Three months and one day is pushing the goddamn stroller back and forth <laughs> to the fucking living room. Yeah. This shit went off till she was 10 months old. Damn. I finally told Haley, put the baby in the bed and let her cry. Yeah. She'll fall asleep eventually. Because I can't take, I can't do it no more. That's my style, bro. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> I tried. It's been 10 months. Yeah. And I just, I'm, I can't do this. I can't, yeah. I can't stroll this baby back and forth for three hours every night. The fucking wheels were falling off of that stroller. <laughs> Because we would, I mean, just pace back and forth yeah. for three hours straight in that fucking living room. Damn. I mean, in our old house, dude, there was literally carpet runs, like Damn. track runs from where we would <laughs> run that run that stroller back and forth. Yeah. Prior to being a parent. Yeah, you weren't expecting that. I wasn't expecting a, <laughs> I was expecting, if you're not five minutes early, you're fucking late mentality. Right. And here we are. Like, that baby's got its own time frame <laughs> exactly. and you ain't nowhere fucking part of it and you ain't got no idea when it's gonna right. start or end that's the truth that's the truth that's letting them cry that's my style bro my maddie had a cousin who was born like a couple months before her so he uh-huh. i considered him like my baby trainer yeah and i would watch him whenever his parents would go out to dinner or something and uh they were always picking him up because he had colic they were always yeah. picking him up and moving him around and he would never like I mean, hours. Never Same satisfy. Thing. Yeah. I watched him one time. I babysat a lot. Like, yeah. I felt like I was good with kids. I knew I, yeah, I was pretty old when my brother was born. So I, mm. I was familiar with babies. Yeah. And he was, you know, crying, screaming his brains out. Yeah. And I did what his parents probably were going to refuse to do. Yeah. I did what you said. I put him in that bed. Mm-hmm. I let him cry. I'll tell you one thing about me. The sound of a baby crying does not bother me. I can go on about my I can go on about my day. Like yeah. it doesn't bug me. As long yeah. as the baby is okay. Of course. And I know there's nothing wrong. Yeah. Man, he was in that bed for maybe half hour crying. And then he was out. And then he knocked the fuck out. This the same shit happened with us. <laughs> about a half hour, he knocked the fuck out. And he slept for like four or five hours after that. That's the only way we got found. And his mom schedule. came home and she's like, Oh my God, what did you do? I was like, Nothing. <laughs> I'm like, he might have a sore throat when he wakes up, but I didn't do a goddamn thing. Yeah. I sat here and watched TV. Yep. You know, I just turned the volume up a little bit louder. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. But yeah, that's one of those things you you just never know. And we got blessed because Maddie was, she slept. We had to wake her up to feed her. It was, yeah. You know, you never know. That's so how Zoe was. That's one of those things you can't prepare for because yeah. you just don't know how it's going to be. So something I, before I became a parent... What I didn't understand, I, I used to ride the train to work. There were people on the train, and they'd be talking and having conversations. Mm. And all the parents were always talking about their kids. And I was like, why the fuck are you always talking about your kids? <laughs> no one gives a shit. Yeah. Stop talking about your kid. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, little Johnny, you know, he spit a bubble today. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't care. 
And then I became a father. Yeah. And I realized the reason these people only talk about their kids is because they have no other life <laughs> after they have children. That's it. They don't yeah. even know anything else. Like if yeah. you ask them, hey man, you know who won the Rockets game the other day? They just start drooling. Like what's, what's basketball? <laughs> like you know nothing but your children yeah. when you become a parent. Uh-huh. And, and then what, what's funny is one day I was on the train and I'm sitting there and I'm talking to everybody about my kid. And I'm like, Boop. and I just had this moment where like, Look at you. I had deja vu. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I've become one of them. <laughs> I never understood it. It yeah. used to irritate the shit out of me when people yeah. talked about their kids. <laughs> The other thing didn't realize before becoming a father is like, I wouldn't be able to have no shit no more. I can't even keep toilet paper in my own bathroom because the kids come get it. Uh, I ain't got no socks. My son's wearing my socks all around the house. Oh yeah. Pretty soon he'll probably be wearing my drawers. Like just prepare (laughs) when you have children, you just can't have shit no more. Can't have shit no more. And my wife's always like, go shopping. And I'm like, when and with what money as soon as i even think about going to the store somebody's gonna come up to me and be like, i need 30 dollars for a field trip like why does every field trip cost 30 dollars what are y'all doing on these field trips how like what are y'all using jet fuel to get there why every time it's yeah. just life before life before children you were just not a patient person like you said you have your time where you do yep that's just it just teaches you patience Dude, and, and you I discover that by it that. consumes you i swear by <laughs> that go ahead if you think you're a patient person yeah have some kids oh yeah patience will be tested a thousand times test. over for sure because i one thing i have learned and i have mastered is patience mm-hmm. like i don't freak out yeah i, I you see me freak. if you met me as a teenager you'd have never thought i was going to be like that as a father either really like, you'd have never, because I used to lose my shit all the time. Like, yeah. I had a little bit of a temper is when I was, not quite as a teenager, but as a young kid. I went through a stage just for a hair when I was, like, punching holes in walls yeah, and shit, yeah, yeah. you know, but. Right, right. No, but, like, as an adult, as a grown man, the one thing that I am extremely proud of is you're not going to press my buttons. Yeah. You're not going to get to me. You're not going to get that reaction out of me that you right. want. My brother preaches this thing called love and logic. Mm-hmm. And bro, I thought he was crazy. Okay, you're listening <laughs> yeah. too much to those little spiels they're giving at these teacher conferences. Like, right. it, it's too much. It's yeah. too much. He's like, try it, try it. So one day, I'm I'm feeling, I'm starting to get it. It's starting yeah. to get to me. Mm-hmm. And the kids are just going, and they both come running up to me. I said, whoa, 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 stop! I love you too much to argue. And both of them looked at me. Like I was the craziest fucking person <laughs> in the entire world, shut both of their mouths and they fucking walked off. And I was like, bro, I called my brother. I was like, holy shit, it worked. <laughs> it fucking worked, dude. Like that love and logic shit worked. He's like, I told you, man, it's like one of the best seminars we sit through every dude, single year. It's so funny that you say that because one of Logan's counselors came up to me with that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And bro, I'm your Stevenson son. Okay. <laughs> love and logic comes with a strap and a buckle on it. That's what love and logic is in my yeah. house, right? Yeah. And I'm surprised to hear you say the word because I've never tried it and I probably never will. Okay. But I have teenagers also. Of course. But it's funny that you say that though because when I, before I had kids, I was like, yeah, when my kids get out of line, I'm going to whoop that ass. Yeah. Like I just thought I was just going to be whooping ass yeah. all day, every day. <laughs> now with Maddie, I got a little bit easy because yeah. she was very good, but. 
once I became father to, to Logan and Hannah, my I was like, I'm going to come in here and straighten it. I'm just going to whoop ass. <laughs> what I did not realize is that whooping ass takes energy. <laughs> energy that as a father who works 40 plus hours a week, you may not you have. have. So yeah. sometimes you may be really upset and be like, I should whoop your ass. And then you're just like, Boy, get out of my face. <laughs> Logan ain't got a spanking. And I, I maybe spanked Logan like twice. And he probably, you would have thought I was killing him. Like, I hit him one time. <gasps> yep. But yep. it's funny because I thought I was going to be that disciplinary. But sometimes as a parent, like, you just ain't got the of energy, course. the time for that shit. You're of just course. like, get the fuck out of my face yep. right now because I don't want to <laughs> lose my shit, you know. And what's funny is because I used to be like, you know, Whitney would be struggling with something. Logan like should have whooped him. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and then me and Logan will be having a conversation where he should be getting his ass whooped, and I'm just be like, you know what, bro? Just go to your room. <laughs> and she'll be looking at me like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what happened, <laughs> dude? Me and Haley were sitting on the back porch last night. Yeah. I have only put, I've only spanked Fallon one time in her entire life. Yeah. Okay. She was itty bitty. Both of them were, you know, little bitty. Yeah, and Fallon had these plastic heels on, and she's walking around. They're, I mean, Fallon's still in diapers; they're so little. Yeah, she, and Zoe wasn't walking or crawling, so she's like on the floor, like having tummy time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Fallon walks up, and she's kicking Zoe with those plastic heels in her head. <laughs> oh shit! And like the one thing that freaks me out about babies is that soft spot, right? Like, bro, that just—I don't hold other people's kids. I don't. Yeah. Not, no, I don't want yeah. nothing to do with that. Like, it's very <laughs> cute. I love it, but I'm not. Yeah. Not not my thing. I feel you. So, dude, I just I had a sure reaction. I just pulled her shoulder. I pulled her arm, and I she was wearing a diaper, and I just popped her one time. Mm-hmm. You know, not nothing crazy, nothing hard. Right, right, right. Dude, she turned around and looked at me. Like I had just taken her soul and she starts crying. <laughs> and I looked at Haley, I was like, <laughs> handle this. <laughs> I'm in the garage crying like a little bitch. I said, not never again. Dude. I'll never fucking do it again. Like oh, it, man. it hurt me a thousand times more than her her. But now yes. but now I can just tell him, okay. I'm getting to the point to where I'm getting aggravated and I don't want to be aggravated with you. Yeah. You're gonna take it down or not, or you're both gonna be in trouble. Right. That doesn't work. I was like, all right, whoop, separate. We're done. Go yeah. to your rooms. Yeah. Give me your iPads. You're done. Yeah. Well, yeah. you learned from your mother. Like we talked about, there's other ways to do yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And when she came up to me with that love and logic shit, dude, I was just looking at her like, are <laughs> you serious? I'm, I'm telling. I, I mean, I don't know for teenagers. <laughs> I was like, what in the name of? When it's like, especially when they don't know what's about to happen. Right. You know? And I said, uh, uh, love you too much to argue. They look at you like... Yeah, she told me to say, I respect you too much to argue with you. To yes. my teenage son. Yeah. Yep. And, and I it, was like... And it puts like this, like, what the fuck? I don't know how they respond to it, but they're not arguing with me anymore. Right. They're not... Like, that situation de-escalated immediately. All right, dude. I'm going to try this one time. I'm going to let you know what happens. Try it out. I'm going to try it one time. I don't know about teenagers, because that's a whole other <laughs> animal... Yeah, they could, they could tell you where hell is well, and how to fucking get there. If that don't work, I know where the baseball bat is. So <laughs> you can try it both ways, man. Yeah, <laughs> bro, this has been super fun. That is yeah. the wheel of spirit, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, since we did not have our scheduled guest on today, we are going to try to reschedule her at some point. But we're getting close to the the end of this first season, man. It's been a blast. I can't believe. 
And we're talking about going in the studio next week. Like, it's exciting, man. man. It is exciting. It's, it's exciting so much to fun. to see the growth of something in such a short period of time. Yeah. And we talked about it off the top, how people are responding to it. Exactly. Is what makes it all worth it. Yeah, exactly. And so we're talking to you guys out there. Thank you so much for your continued support of this podcast. We want to get you guys even more involved. There's a lot of people who interact with us on social media. We appreciate it. Come at us. Give us suggestions of topics you want to talk about. If anything that we say resonates with you or gives you a certain feeling that Somebody out here understands you. That's what we're trying to do. That's what we want. And we can't thank you guys enough for the support. Once again, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. People stop ignoring my Twitter. It's out there. It's <laughs> at Midage Spirit. I might actually tweet if I had some people to talk to. You know what I mean? But we just want to be more interactive with you guys. This podcast is for the people, by the people. We love everybody who's interacted Hell with us, yeah. and we're having a great time. Chris, you want to say anything before we get up out of here, my brother? I think that's it, man. I think we're good. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Once again, I'm Nick Stevenson. And I'm Chris Clark, and we'll see y'all next time. You've been listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. With Nick and Chris. For more show content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.